what's going on. Hey! It's your freaking mook. It's us. I'm Billy. I'm Rob. And uh, this is your freaking mook, our first two-parter. It's probably going to be a two-parter. It's probably going to be a two-parter. We got a lot of juice to cover. We are, we're talking about an amazing fucking story today. A story that haunted me as a child. Mm. Haunted me. We are talking about the saga of Lindy Chamberlain. And this is a terrible true story in which Lindy was charged with murdering her infant daughter in the desert of Australia. Yes. Um, that she claimed to have been taken by a dingo while they were camping. All right, so... For all you non-Australians, a dingo is a wild dog in Australia. A dingo is a wild dog, similar to like a coyote, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah, probably. Probably most similar to a coyote. Yeah. So, we want to start this episode off by clarifying that um, we're kind of doing this as a, as a favor to you guys, because <laughs> um, this is a story that I think a lot of Australians are really familiar with, uh-huh. and a lot of Americans... Uh, they, they think they're familiar with they it. They think they're familiar with it because here's the thing. Being an Australian abroad and in America, yes, you soon discover a very obsessive fasc- fascination with Australian. Australians and yeah. Australia in general. People are fucking obsessed with it. They love the accent, which is really weird because I spent my whole life being kind of embarrassed by this affliction yeah. that I have. Yeah. Um, and, and, the, and that's the thing, you know, I didn't, I, I guess I missed out on this whole shit when I was a kid. I didn't, for whatever reason, you like, want you see, you personally weren't really fascinated with Australia. No, right? I, I didn't give a flying fuck about Australia. <laughs> give two shits. Fucking little island out in the middle of nowhere. But the thing is like the, the reason, uh, like all I knew was, uh, you know, that that's that's not a knife. That's a knife. Exactly. And and this is what I wanted to say. It this this saying that we're about to drop. But what? No, listen. But this is the thing, is that as soon as I married you uh-huh. and I'm walking around with you everywhere, yeah. everybody comes up and they go, "Oh, a dingo took my baby. Yes. A dingo stole my baby." And I'm like, "What the fuck is it? What? How come everybody says that to you? What, yes. are, what the fuck are they talking so, about?" So I just want to clarify. Then more than. Throw another shrimp on the barbie. Right, which you guys don't even call them shrimp. They're not shrimps, they're fucking prawns. Or yabbies. You go, no, yabbies is different again, Rob, for <gasps> fuck's sake. They're called prawns. In, in Australia, there's no shrimp. We don't shrimp, we don't throw a shrimp on the they barbie. They don't fuck with shrimp. More Shout than, out to the prawns. More than fucking, that's not a knife, this is a knife. That's what I would always use. This, like, to clarify, Crocodile Dundee was not... Crocodile Dundee was for Americans. Uh-huh. Paul Paul Hogan, who was Crocodile Dundee, is a fucking bogan. What do you mean? He is a bogan. Well, you explain to the listenership what a bogan is. Well, a bogan now has become... Um, when I was growing up, a bogan was like kind of like a heavy metal, kind of like a hesh... What do you call it? A hessian? Well, we call... See, I think they're called heshers. But then they're kind of called hessians in Southern California. Possibly because of the the biker gang, I don't know, but the, the metal stoner kids. Yeah, well, in, yeah. Growing up for me, they were like the kids with the the, the long kind of feathered mullet. They'd wear uh, like a flanny mm-hmm. flannelette shirt. Mm-hmm. Check what do you call it, Pendleton or something? Oh, we like, call it a flannel. Yeah, a flannel. <laughs> so they'd wear a flanny. They would actually wear UGG boots. In yeah. the 80s. Oh, this Big, is... Big, long, it, fucking... Uh, knee, men would wear Ugg boots. Well, here's a side note for everybody that, that laughs about um, basic bitches that drink, uh, you know, pumpkin uh, spice lattes and wear Ugg boots. Is in Australia, construction workers wear short shorts and Ugg boots. Yeah, you've seen it. I've right? seen it. I'm not fucking with you. I wouldn't lie. Yeah. These guys are out there wearing Ugg boots <laughs> and little booty shorts. They're, and they're real red and they're real yeah. men. But now bogan is, is pretty much like, uh, it's like, you know, an uncivil, like it's kind of like a white trash. White trash. Let's do it. We're white. Yeah. We can say that. Yeah. It's white trash. Um, so more than all of that, more than the amount of times that I've been asked whether a bloomin' onion yeah. is an Australian uh, national dish. Right. Which for the Australian listeners out there, 
There's a restaurant out over here called Outback Steakhouse. Yeah, which I think is was invented in Florida. Yeah, they're they're claiming to um, serve authentic Aussie cuisine. Right. Um, and they serve this thing called a bloomin' onion. We we fucking never heard of a bloomin' onion. It's not a thing. <laughs> you guys invented it, and it's it's kind of delicious, but I mean, it's I like stupid. Them. But more than any of these generalizations, do you have do you have any more in there? I got a note. I got a note. Yeah. Fosters. Oh yeah. I don't know. They they're they're kind of campaigning has fallen off in recent years. But when you know, growing up in like the late 80s and early 90s, it was Foster's Australian for beer, and they had this fucking amazing like super like awkward, uh like Aussie commercials where they're like, you know, in the outback with crocodiles and they've got this giant beer and shit. So the first time I was in Australia, I was asking about Foster's and everybody in the pub's like like everyone who drank Foster's is dead, mate. <laughs> Nobody drinks fucking Foster's over here, mate. And you don't. They don't nobody drinks fucking... Nobody in Australia drinks Foster's. Nobody they drink, drink fucking Cooper's. Nobody drink. Well, that's in a South Australia Well, thing. or they drink Carlton, or they drink something, but they don't drink they, fucking Foster's. They drink, yeah, something like that. Um, but more than any of these things, more than any of the times I'm asked about Foster's or this or that... Or Bloomin' Onions. The thing that people love to say, and they'll come up to me, and they'll go out of their way to, like, perfect their fucking bad Australian accent. Right, which is, you can't do it. And they come up and they're like, oh, a dingo's got my baby. Right. Like, all the fucking time. Yeah, it's insane. Like, nearly most, most times that I meet a new American, they've got to, they can't control. They can't help themselves. They cannot help themselves. So that, that fateful line, um, it's, it's kind of burned into the American psyche by Meryl Streep's unforgettable portrayal of Lindy Chamberlain in A Cry in the Dark, or but it was called Evil Angels in Australia. Evil Angels in Australia, mm-hmm. yeah. This is where we've watched it. She's got a, a penis tip she head. Does. She's got a penis top haircut. Which was all factual. Like, she looked like she actually she did have the, looked She weird. had the penis tip. She had this weird, like, black bowl cut and, like, a very kind of, like, severe... She's quite pretty... Uh-huh. But just a severe kind of pale complexion with this black bowl cut and like. And but Meryl Streep's not Australian, right? No, and in fact, Lindy Chamberlain's not Australian either. She was a fucking Kiwi, but she was. Oh she, man, I bet she regrets ever fucking jumping that pond. So, <laughs> so some, or especially after what happened to her. But, a Kiwi is somebody from New Zealand. Um. So yeah, her kind of accent too. It does have a a little bit of the. The sort of New Zealand. Yeah, because um, she, I mean, she fucking nails it in the movie. She's very, the, she's very fucking good. She's very good. I Meryl. think she won. She won. She's won a couple of awards. She's won a bunch. For, of, she's won some awards. Yeah. For her Rob, acting. Rob was quite um, amazed when we were looking this up. He's like, "Who the? Who's Meryl Streep anyway?" And I kind of looked at him. I feel like your generation maybe missed her kind of. No, I know who she is because she's 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 in she the news. Just won. She, she hates Trump. She's in the news. She just won every you know. She's won that many fucking Oscars. But anyway. she's not actually Australian. But it was very very uh, good portrayal. Um, I, I I made it through about half of that movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, very you, boring. You got a lot of the important stuff. Yeah. But anyway, that that portrayal that is what everyone thinks of when they think of this story. In the case obsessed Australia. Lindy was constantly in the tabloids and she was painted as this evil fucking killer who sacrificed her infant child in a bloody satanic ceremony. Like, this was all real shit that they said about her. Yeah. And it's it's really unfortunate that behind that kind of funny catchphrase, right. which not only people come and say to me all the time, but it's been in, like, The Simpsons and, like, Seinfeld. Like, every fucking TV show, it just comes up as this right. kind of... Oh, oh, Australian's so fu- funny uh, so and so funny, but uh, like she, you know, she ends up going to prison for being a Satan worshiper. Yeah, because of this shit, it's not really that funny. I like a yeah. The 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 story behind it is like fucking heartbreaking. Gnarly. That um, you know, it's like media bias and and local cover ups and re- religious president prejudice. Basically, the whole fucking country, the whole world, condemned. This poor woman who'd lost her baby. Which is like the worst thing that could ever happen. The absolute worst thing. So the worst like, thing that could ever happen happens and then the whole country just fucking comes down on you and blames you. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? It's fucking crazy. And now, you know, we, Rob and I often get into trouble for saying this because we are not parents. We don't have any children. 
but we have a dog and every mm-hmm. time you kind of uh, uh, talk about a dog being similar to a baby parents get really oh, fucking pissed they off they don't like it and I'm like I'm just trying to relate man but we've had a couple of times where we've you know Chopper our beautiful dog has escaped yep Chopper and we've thought he's gone for good and I have to tell you that is the absolute worst oh, feeling. Like thinking panic. that you're never gonna see yeah. your your baby again. And imagine if it's something that you made. And you're in the fucking outback. Well, that's a whole nother thing yeah. that I'll talk about later, but So we're gonna tell this story kind of like chronologically. Um we kind of we thought this would be a pretty in-depth episode, but the more research we did, the more we realized, like, this can't really be told oh, in it an just, hour it or It gets whatever. fucking crazier and crazier the more, the more goes this on. goes on. Yeah. This, this shit is ridiculous. So everybody knows the funny catchphrase, but there's a lot of crazy shit behind this. Yeah, and we're going to try to... We're going to try to tell that today. So we'll, we'll tell it mostly how it, how it unfolded, which is a big part of um, kind of how it affected me. Um, but anyway... So, here we go. So, let us take you away to the outback, sit back, crack open a fucking ice cold tinny of voo-boo, and fucking open your ear holes to this yarn, you bloody bastards. Very well done. Thank you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to put in as many fucking awesome Aussie accents as possible. Oh, this is your time to shine. This really is. So, it's 1980, right? Mm-hmm. Um, let's just set the time period. So Uluru, or at the time it was called Ayers Rock. Ayers Rock for Ayers. Ayers, but Ayers, yeah. Um, as it it used to be called that. It's in the center of Australia and you guys would have seen pictures of this. This is the, the, probably not, probably not. Not a whole lot of Australia makes it over here, sweetheart. I feel like it's, it's kind of iconic. It's the Mm. red, it's the red desert. There's a massive fucking, um, a massive rock in the middle. Now this thing is uh, 550 million years old. It's like the largest monolith in the world or mm-hmm. something. I I may be pulling that out of my ass. It, it is 550 million <laughs> years old, but I don't know if it's the biggest monolith. But it's pretty fucking big. So it used to be called Ez Rock. Now it's it's was retitled Uluru, which is the indigenous Aboriginal tribe's name for it. But back at the time, it was called Ayers Rock. So Uluru, Ayers Rock, we might switch back and forth, but we're talking about the same thing. So a lot of people that I speak to in America and around the place always think that Australia is like a desert, right? People right. say it to you and stuff too. Yeah. Oh, it's fucking hot over there or whatever. And you're like, well, that's kind of in the center. You haven't yeah. even seen... I haven't even seen the desert part. No. I've seen the, 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 the part where there's fucking flies everywhere. <laughs> and the fucking flies are flying into your nose and your mouth and, and your eyes. Your and, eyes and your eyes. And, yeah. and they're biting you. The flies would definitely be in the desert, I have to tell you. Even in the desert? Yeah. yeah so essentially, so people can understand, Australia is like a huge... I mean, I guess it's a continent. It is a continent, yeah. It is? Mm-hmm. And the middle is this like insane red desert barren desert and then on the outskirts there it's kind of like you know whatever like jungly foresty there's cities and shit but in the middle of australia there's fucking nothing there's nothing all the cities are on like the coast all around it exactly and the more you kind of get up the top of australia the top end um that's where it's more kind of tropical and stuff yeah the the lower you get in the great australian bite and stuff i mean it's fucking like M- Melbourne, for instance, is kind of similar in climate to like Portland or something. Like it's does it rain that much? It rains a lot. Yeah. Like it, you know. Well, it's similar in the fact that everybody has a beard and everybody's a barista, <laughs> and, and there's a lot of um, <laughs> weird trending art in in little shops. It's very arty. And they put, I think they put birds on it. Yeah. In uh, Melbourne, there's some birds. It's very um, similar. A lot of tattoos. So. I, a lot of a lot of people do think Australia's like that, but it's not. But in the fucking desert, where this all takes place, it is very fucking weird and desolate. Desolate. It's for me. I've visited there once in about 1989, and uh, on a school tr- trip, and it's kind of like a cross between um, 
like weird inbred like nothing like shitsville towns in the middle of nowhere and then when you go into the camping sites and stuff it's kind of almost like a weird kind of jurassic park thing you know like it's had this weird kind of vibe to it there's Mm -hmm. lots of ranges and you can go on like tours and it's very touristy super touristy And that's their main source that's, of income. That's the only thing they got going on mm-hmm. out there in the middle of the desert. So as I said, I've only been there once. And I, I can attest to um, that it's fucking... It's very desolate. It's very fucking cold. It's very dark at night. And it's pretty much like you feel like you're on a different planet. On the moon or something. Right. On that same trip in uh, 1989, um, I actually got arrested on that school camp. Oh, yeah. Um not actually charges filed, but I was hanging around with bad kids uh-huh. and uh, I was taken in the paddy wagon um, at a town not far from there called Kubapedi, which is a opal mining town. Because you were stealing. I was not stealing, Rob. The other kids were stealing, but we were all lumped in together and all fucking taken to the police station uh-huh. and questioned and uh, the cops... Let me go because I didn't do anything wrong. Well, see, just so everybody <laughs> is aware, uh, all the times that Billy has gotten in trouble uh, in her youth was for stuff she didn't do. This is 100% according to true. Billy. Uh, I've heard time and time again. I hear this. Um, there was a brown eye incident. There. W- Listen, I can't <laughs> even believe that you're bringing this up because there was a brown eye incident. That you didn't do, but the other kids were doing. The other little girls did do it and got into trouble because the neighbors told my grandmother that we were all flashing brown eyes to cars that were driving (laughs) past their house. And I did not flash the brown eye. They flashed a brown eye. Oh, the other kids did it. I got lumped into it. Right. Guilt by association is what you're saying. I I just can't even believe that you're bringing this up. Well, I, I can't even believe fucking... Little girls are flashing their brown eyes at, dr- yeah, at drivers was, driving by on the street. That's believe what, me, it was it was shocking to me too. The girls were not from the local area; they were um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, immigrants, probably refugees at that point. And all I can say is they were, were playing on a on a level that I wasn't. I wasn't <laughs> they, used to flashing. They were, pl- they were playing a game that you, uh, you didn't see, know how to play. I did see them flash the brown eye like hug, like spread the cheeks and stuff. Yeah, it's like five. We, I think we were five, six. Maybe. I would, I would, I would literally say that if I'm driving a car down a street in the suburbs, and I see some little refugee girls. And they bend over and spread their asshole while I drive by. That would be the last thing. The last thing that I would think was going to happen. Yes. That's quite a shock. It was shock. This is what I'm trying to say to you, Rob. It was shocking to me too. I. But you weren't participating. No, I was. I was a hundred percent there. Mm. I hundred percent witnessed it. <laughs> and, and I did trouble. not flash my brown eye. And you, brown got, eye and you got in trouble for it. But I did get into trouble for and it. And you didn't steal from the souvenir shop, but I, you got in trouble for. I'm just saying. I'm noticing a pattern. I is all I'm saying. Did not steal. Okay. I did not steal. All right. Anyway, back I to was the- given a ring by somebody else and. Oh, receiving stolen property. I did receive That's stolen a crime. property, and guess That's what a crime. I did? Guess what I did? Flush it down the toilet. <laughs> like, it, like it was coke. Before I was like 13, 14 years old. Before we you were 14? To... Yeah. Yeah. That's old. Yeah. That's way old. Yeah, but I... I this is the thing. I, I thought was... you were like nine. No, I was 14. Jesus Christ. You're fucking flushing rings down the toilet and you're yeah, 14? I did flush that ring down the toilet. God, I can't... I don't even want to bring up what I was doing when I was 14. Yeah, I was a little. I, I You're mean, innocent. I, I, I was. I had a childlike sense of wonder. Yeah. How old were you when the butthole thing happened? That was young. That was like five or six. You were six years old. Mm-hmm. Or five. See, that's see, that's what I thought. That's what I thought was weird about the whole butthole thing, is that's a young age to start flashing. Exactly. Flashing that's what I thought, but I didn't do it. Right. You didn't do it. Okay. You've made that abundantly clear. Anyway. It was the refugees. Okay. All right. Let's get back to the story. Oh, what Australians always blaming refugees. That's fucked up, man. It's true. Not in my case, but it is true. Anyway, so it's 1980, right? 
Um, Lindy Chamberlain is camping with her husband, Michael, and her two young sons and their nine-week-old baby girl, Azaria. Why? I don't know why, why? you're taking a baby. Rob and I have brought this up a lot. Like, why, why the fuck do you take, you a, take a two-month-old? Like, camping is only... I mean, we, we, we go camping. <laughs> sort of. And you're laughing because we suck at it. We fucking suck. We're the worst campers. But we've done it. We've done it. We live in you know, But here's the thing. We can barely look after ourselves and we can, our We can't even keep our shit together when we're camping. And the only thing that's cool about camping is like making a fire and drinking beer all day. Oh, yeah. Which a fucking baby can't do. No. So what's the point? And we'll find out that there is no beer involved for them. But so this is the thing. They, it, it, it's kind of weird. But I just want to clarify that they have been driving around the area. And around that area, there's Ayers Rock or Uluru. Um huge tourist attraction but there's all these other crazy rock formations there's the olgas which is beautiful natural like monolith kind of shit there's a place called the devil's marbles which they actually visited on the same trip very interesting and they weren't exactly like novices at camp like they've been driving around this was their family holiday this is what They, they do this is what they do they had the tent they had all the gear they were there, and um, they've been camping for a little while. This was their big holiday of the year, driving around, seeing all these sites, showing their children, this kind of stuff. Right. So, on the night of the incident, the family was barbecuing at the campsite, and they'd met some other campers, so they're all sort of chatting away, like blah, blah, blah. Lindy's there with baby Azaria. Um, the baby falls asleep. She's like, I'm going to go put, put the kid down in the tent. One of the other sons, she has two young sons. I think they're about four or five at this point. Okay. Um, she, one of the kids is already asleep in the tent. So she goes to put Azaria down in the tent to sleep. The two month old baby. Two month old baby. There's, you know, it's not very far from where they are. It sort of all seemed, it seems kind of kosher. Yeah. In retrospect, it seems fucked up. But, but in Australia in the 80s, people would like have their babies like behind the bar while they're, or behind oh, the pub yeah. while they're drinking. And I like would have fucking... been like probably sitting on my parents' lap while they drove, you know, like it was like a, a different time. A, a different time, for sure. And, you know, they, they, they're not far away. No, they can see, like the tent's just kind of just there, right. you know? So around eight o'clock that night, um, the campers and Michael heard heard the baby cry out, and I think Michael, the husband, was like, "Oh, that's Azaria," and she's like, "Oh, I'll go check on her. That's weird. She was just asleep. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of strange." So she goes to check on the tent. She walks up to the tent. As she as she approaches the tent, she sees a fucking dingo or. A big yellow dog, as it was sometimes interchangeably referred to, coming backing out of the tent, shaking its head and like carrying something in its mouth. Okay. Now that's classic dog behavior, that's, right? I've seen Chopper do it. That's what they do. They pick the thing, they shake it to I break it, its neck. Yeah, break its neck. Yeah. So she sees the dog. She sees the dingo coming out of the tent, shaking its head with something in its mouth, and she can't really see it properly because she's still like a little ways away. And it's night. And it's, I said this before, pitch fucking black. Like, it's it's a darkness that you can't even comprehend. Well, you're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So there's no streetlights or there's anything. Nothing. Like, it's black. So she, she, and so the dingo's coming out. It's got something in its mouth. It's shaking its head. She fucking chases it for a little bit. And it runs off into the scrub or whatever. She goes back to the tent. Azari's gone. Mm-hmm. She feels down and like basically there's a small pool of blood in the tent. And as you can imagine, she fucking loses her shit. So she comes screaming back to the to the other campers and she's going to everyone, "Does anyone have a torch? Does anyone have a torch?" Which a flashlight is what we call that. Yeah. Although a torch is kind of a better name than a flashlight. I guess. But so. in Australia, a, fl- a flashlight's a torch. Is a torch. So she's screaming out for a torch. She's a torch. And then somebody is like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And at that point, she says, a dingo's got my baby. Yes. Whether or not she said those exact words or something. But she says, a dingo stole my baby. Stole a dingo took my baby. Took my baby. Michael, a dingo's got the baby. Whatever she said, those are the fucking 
They're the words right there. Those are the words that will go down in history as the catchphrase for when somebody has married an Australian and they're in America. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I can attest to that. Yeah, how many times have you heard it? A lot. So many times. So she she claims that, you know, she'd seen the dingo, blah blah blah. She hang on a second, I'm I've lost my I've lost my point. Blah, 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 blah. So she's asking everyone for a torch. She's asking everyone for a torch. Fucking um, everyone rallies. The campsite, like they're hearing all this stuff. A dingo's got the baby, blah, blah, blah. And I can attest to this mm-hmm. because if you will remember my first fateful night in mm-hmm. Australia when we got drunk at the pub. Yeah, we had a... And we had a gnarly shit show of an argument over nothing. Because we were super drunk. Because we were really drunk. I am trying to walk back to the house through the bush, and I got lost. And uh, you know, and I have to say, I he was walking off. He was being a real cunt. Excuse my French. And I said to him, "Have fun in the bush." Yeah. And I walked in the direction we were meant to go, and Rob kept walking in a different path. Well, I didn't know where the fuck I was. No. I'd never. I, it was my first day there. And I'm in the middle is, of the woods this or is, the bush. This is in the country as well. This is yeah. a tiny town in Australia. Yeah, this was in a tiny town in Australia. I, I came across a gang of kangaroos. Is that what they're called? Mob, yeah. A mob or a gang? Mob. I came across a mob of kangaroos in the middle of the night. And I did the slow, I did the slow, oh shit. And then I did the slow walk backwards. And then it was like the whole town was out with uh, torches or, as I would say, flashlights. And somebody found me on the side of the road like a mile away. Yeah, I rallied. And they're like, oh, because Billy rallied everybody from I the rallied. pub to come find the fucking drunk American that got lost in the bush. Exactly. So in Australia, you can fucking rally some people. Like, they, they'll, like if, you, if there's something going down, they get some flashlights and they fucking go out there, dude. And, that, and they got your back. They got your is... back like... Like, they don't have your back like that in America, I don't That think. is really true, I yeah. think. And like, everyone... You like, had, like, fucking, like, 30 people out there looking for me. Yeah. With fucking... And you'd, and like, you'd actually been gone for, like, 10 minutes. Like, it wasn't a... Th- you the know most I mean? terrifying 10 minutes of my life, he was, people. He was really mad. I was mad, there. and I almost got... He almost went straight back to America. I wanted to leave the next day because I almost got killed by kangaroos. No. They got no. you. They got you. They mm-hmm. fucked your mom up. They can. They did. They trounced my mother. They trounced your mother. They fucked her leg up. Anyway, so this is, this is the point. People will rally, and that's something I must the, uh, say about Australians. They yeah. will fucking come to your aid and like go out of their way right. to help. Because we can talk a lot of shit, but there's a lot of really great qualities about Australia we, and Australians. There's a lot of really solid we qualities. We do talk a lot of shit, um, but... We have like such a fondness, and they are some of the fucking the most like fucking genuine salt of the, salt earth, of the yeah. earth people. Anyway, so she's like they've rallied the whole thing. Everyone's fucking running around. You literally cannot see like two feet in front of your face. So everyone's running around with flashlights. Somebody calls the police, the local police, who are kind of like rangers. Like they're not like you know the crack. CIB detectives from Which, like a what big would that city. be like the CIA or FBI or something? CIB or something, I don't know. No, I'm just saying what they're they're not they're you gotta meet these guys to understand it, but they're very they're not like the fucking detectives. No. So they're out there and, and to their credit, a very thorough like professional search was mounted immediately. Cause here's the other thing too. It was fucking freezing, you know? So even if they weren't really sure what had happened at this point, but even if the dingo had taken the baby and dropped it a couple of meters away or, you know, mm. like several several feet, it still could have died because it was a fucking little two-month-old baby yeah. in the freezing fucking desert. I mean, humans are helpless until they're like seven. So they launched a very, like, immediate search party and then they're searching and they're looking. Let's just say to... Probably what they were doing was just scaring the dingo, scaring all the dingoes further away. Because right, because they're, they're running around yeah. with flashlights and shit. So, um, at, this is where sort of things start to go weird, right? Because mm-hmm. they're looking for the, the baby, blah, blah, blah. And from these very first, first moments of it happening, and I just have to say, you can't, you can't judge someone for how no. they act in that situation. No. But from the very first moment, people commented on the way that Michael and Lindy were behaving. Basically, 
Lindy was kind of, you know, obviously still in shock, but she didn't seem as upset as she should have. Right. Or something. Quote, unquote, should have. Should have. And um, they thought Michael was very calm and very detached and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But you can't... I mean, I've never had a fucking wild dog steal my baby. Exactly. So I don't know what you act exactly. like. Exactly. How, how, how do you know how you act? And here, here's the kind of strange thing is that the Chamberlains were were very religious people. And we'll, we'll delve into that more a bit later. Yeah. But Michael was a preacher. So his whole kind of demeanor was like very calm, very spiritual. Yeah, they were they were like Seventh Day Adventists. They were Seventh Day Adventists, which we'll, as I said, we'll go into because it's kind of it's kind of a, a it's play, a I think that plays a major part in the way this whole thing huge, went down. Huge, it's a it's kind of a it's it's a different religion, you know. And he was a preacher, right? So immediately, um, he's just kind of being weird and. You know, he sort of gathers everyone around who's looking for this, you know, who's searching. This whole search party kind of gathers them around and is like, we've accepted that it's God's will that our baby is probably dead and we appreciate all all of your help. Um, But, you know, I hope that she died quickly. These are all quotes too, by the way. This is on the night. This is like a couple of hours after it happened. Right. And so he tried to get everyone to pray, but they weren't praying for the safe return of their child. They were pretty much like, we've accepted that this is God's will. She's dead. There's nothing we can do. Right. And everyone was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like regular Australians were like, this is fucking too weird. Yeah. That's, so, that's not really the Aussie fucking style is just go, well, she's dead. Kick rocks. Let's move on. No. Like they're trying to f- find the fucking kid. Exactly. So everyone thought that was super weird. And on that night, um, Lindy was spotted like pouring out like baby bottles, like baby formula or, right. or bottles of her milk or something. And people thought that was super weird because they were like, what? It's like she knew that she wasn't going to get the baby back. Like, it's like yeah. she didn't need the milk because the baby was dead. Right. And I'm like, you know, what's the weight of the milk? Like, why would you really, you really pouring it all out? But whatever. I mean, I guess she knew that, that she wasn't going to see the baby again. So she's lightening the load. It was kind of pretty strange. Milk. So people, people thought that was really, really strange. So at some point, and like, we have to, you have to remember, they have two young kids. Yeah. Who at this point, are like really fucking scared and freaked out and they're, they're asking where Bubby is. They're asking where their sister is. Mm-hmm. And at some point, somebody's like, I think they go to go back in the tent. The tent has Azara or has baby blood in the tent. And they're just like, oh, this feels super weird. So at some point, somebody suggests, let's just put these, let's give them a good night's sleep and, and relocate them to a motel. Right. Now, this was one of the first fucking big mistakes that they made because people just couldn't believe that if your child was missing... That they're, they're like, you should be marching through the desert until the I, sun comes I, up. I, I, I would have been searching like all fucking night. These fucking assholes are sleeping in a motel right now. And then you have to put it... you ha- As I said, you have to put it in their context where... They've got two other kids. Two little like, kids that are probably freaking the fuck out. They're going to sleep in the out, fucking yeah. the, the tent with the, where the baby blood. Full of blood, blood baby like... blood. Yeah. Fuck so that. anyway, but that was a, a f- one of the first things where people were like, nah, that's not fucking right. But then there was the thing is like they, they sent them to the hotel and then the police just like wrap up their tent for them. Yeah. But that's a fucking crime scene. Exactly. The, this was this is the weird thing is the tent, the, the police like packed up their tent and their belongings and stuff like that. So fucking weird. Like, didn't investigate the tent, yeah. didn't wait until Like, the I think next you're supposed day. to put that yellow tape around it. Yeah. And then you, like, call the dude. There and, is like, that yellow tape. There's that. that, that they, they, maybe they didn't have that tape in the 80s. Pretty sure they did. Maybe they didn't. But, um, so, the police had packed up the tent, essentially ruining the, the crime scene. So, the next morning, no baby had been found, no body had been found. She's, Azaria, the child, has disappeared. Um, the local rangers pretty much immediately were like, dismiss the whole dingo thing. 
And they were saying, oh, I just, a dingo wouldn't kind of do that. Like, I don't know. Wait a minute. Why? Why why would a dingo not do that? Oh, exactly. Um, Exactly. Let me just, so, hold on a second. Mm -hmm. Babies. Yeah. They look fucking delicious. Delicious. What's the first thing a human does when they see a baby? They go, oh, I'm going to eat you up. Oh, and they it's, go up and they go, you're so And they start pretending that they're eating the baby's stomach mm-hmm. and shit. Like, mm-hmm. and we're humans and we're not hungry. Yep. So you're telling me a wild animal wouldn't see the same thing that humans want to eat up. And they're out in the wild and it's just a little morsel just sitting there. Little warm, a warm, little, little warm, like, little fucking fatty, little fucking and baby gonna, meat. And you wouldn't eat it? Why? I, my, I would say, we are gonna, why wouldn't a dingo eat a baby is my to, fucking question. We are going to go into this like very detailed. But from the get-go, there was immediate suspicion on the dingo theory. And we will we will come to find out that that's so fucking retarded. It's so stupid. It's like why? Uh, A absolute stinking steaming pile of horseshit. Yeah. A fucking human would eat a baby. They're so fucking delicious looking. Why wouldn't a fucking wild dog that's hungry eat a baby? You've already kind of made it very clear that you you probably would eat a baby. Yeah. Well, a baby would be the it'd be the beard papa of humans. Oh yeah. It'd be the cream pup of humans. Oh, would be. Oh. Yeah. You're not going to... I mean, you're, I wouldn't. That's but great. I'm just saying, it's, that's completely ridiculous to say, oh, well, a dog. Like, they, 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 they hold the fucking dingo's character in such high esteem. Exactly. Oh, it would, oh, oh this exactly. is an honorable fucking wild dog. It would never do anything uh, so uncivilized. So that was, that was from the get-go. The absolute get-go. So the search continued over the next day, and they brought in local Aboriginal trackers... One um, tracker who was very famous in the area called Nipper Wanamati, uh, Wanamati, or Wanamati. And so, every just so everybody's clear, Aboriginals are the Native Americans of Australia, but they have been around for like millions of years. Early man. They're early man, and they yeah. are still there, and they are like people of the land. Like they, they know what's up with the land. And let me just say. He so he was brought in right away. He was a bit of a local celebrity, and he confirmed like he was like, "Oh yeah, the dingo here it goes." Like they found the the paw prints. Yeah, they can track. He their was paw like, and shit. there was an indent in the sand where it looked like the the baby had been placed down while the dingo got a better grip on it or something. And right. there was a clear like indentation of like knitted material from the baby's like matinee jacket, which will come up again. What the fuck is a matinee jacket? Matinee, matinee jacket is just like, like it's a little knitted little jacket. They, I feel like it's a very Australian term. I was gonna say, what are these fucking two month two month old babies watching plays or what? <laughs> That's just what it's called. I don't know. What's isn't it or a, a, a late afternoon film? <laughs> That's what a matinee is, right? It's, yeah, it is. It's a midday. It's a day film. But it's like um, it's like a little knitted jacket. I mean, Lindy probably made, knitted it for the baby. But it's like a little, like a, a cardigan. A little oh, cardigan. cardigan. Okay, yeah. so they find the imprint um, of the cardigan. They do, that and the you, can, baby. you can see the the imprint of the the knitted material in the thing. Oh, there's photos. There was, yeah, there was photos. So Nipper had seen this, and um, he he was he was the expert of the time. Yeah. He also said, made several statements where he said that um, dingoes were, they're like evil spirits. They're, they're like a jackal. Uh, you know what I mean? Like yeah. they're in, in um, Aboriginal mythology, the dream time stuff, they're not to be trusted. They're a sneaky kind of thing. Mm. And everyone makes a big claim that um, dingoes are often kept as pets by the Aboriginal people. That's not exactly true. Like maybe half dingoes or something, but the fucking rangers ke- were keeping them as pets. Oh, this is we will also. I don't want to blow that into. up, but yeah, it's like. But it's so here's the thing: they're they're they cannot be tamed in the same while same way that domestic dogs do, and Nipper had pretty much said from the get go is like, no, nah, dingoes are fucked. Like they're dingos fucking are assholes. Yeah, they're sneaky assholes. Yeah. I know a few dingoes. Yeah, I know. I won't name too. them. I know a few. So, basically, when the police came to see the Chamberlains at the motel they were staying in the next morning, they had no news. Everyone assumed the worst. And it was pretty much 
it's pretty much accepted that even if a dingo didn't kill the baby, it would have died. Like it, it, it was missing and it would probably be dead because it was fucking freezing and it's the desert and mm. it's uh, like a little baby. It's baby. a two month old baby in the middle of the fucking desert. So they actually, f- a, a death certificate, even though they didn't have a body, a death certificate certificate was filed filed the next day. And the cause of death was like unknown mm-hmm. or whatever. So at this point, the press, and this is where we're going to really, where the fucking story goes this crazy. This shit goes off. But the press had gotten a hold of them and actually like, I think it was like the police who like handed the phone and were like, hi, Mike. Hey, Michael, these people want to talk to you. Right. So he speaks to a newspaper or a news team in, a, in Adelaide who had like gotten wind of this juicy fucking story and they called Michael and they're speaking to him and they're trying to get a statement. And then they say to him, um, listen, can you, do you think like you're up there? Can you take some photos for us to run in the newspaper? Because I mean, there's no way we're going to come all the fucking way up to like up to fucking, uh, Ayers Rock. Like we're not coming up to fucking Alice Springs. Like, uh, you got to take some photos for us. So Michael, who at this point, like didn't really have like much experience with the media or whatever, but he was an amateur photographer. Ooh. See, it's playing right into it. So he had his camera there and he was probably, honestly, probably kind of stoked. He's probably thinking like, listen, you know, my baby's gone, um, but this could be my big break. I could be a photojournalist and a Seventh-day Adventist preacher who gets to take photos and I get published. So this is where, again, like they, in retrospect, they did not really do act in the right way to I don't know but you don't know the right way if I you know everything everything that they did condemn them I gotta say like you know I'm relatively talented at drawing very talented and if there was some sort of incident where they were like well could you just draw like how it looked like I would fucking kill that oh you'd be or if you had to like draw the suspect yeah they're like yeah yeah, yeah, they're like draw draw the what 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 did the gun look like whatever we're gonna we're gonna publish it in the paper yeah dude i would be able to crush it yeah so he okay he he agrees to take photos for them um the the kind of fucked up thing is he wanted to get good photos and they they did appeal to his thing where we don't want this to happen to another family. Like, please, like, make us have a good story so we can, like, warn people about the dangers of oh, the they were Oh, bu- they were buttering his yeah. ass the whole time. So, this is the kind of fucked up thing. He reset up the tent. Which, why the fuck did the cops give him the tent? Yeah, I don't Shouldn't know. Shouldn't they have that as evidence? Yeah. The there's a lot of fuckery, but you know what? You know, there was a lot, there's been a lot of uh, yeah. crime uh, stuff before yeah. the 80s. So he resets up the tent. This is the day after, I think maybe the day after, after, but it's, it's like a couple of days after the babies. He resets up the tent. He gets his little two sons to pose in front of the tent and he takes photos of them. And then he basically kept going around because there's the fucking dingoes everywhere, which we'll, we'll come into again later. Kind of, I will bring this home, but they, uh, he kind of creeped everyone out because he kept wanting to get photos of the dingoes. And he was like, can you open the jaws to people? And like he was getting, and everyone just thought it was so fucking weird and distasteful that, okay, so you're saying the dingo killed your baby. Now you're trying to photograph them and stuff. He was trying to like show that they're they're fucked up and like they have, you know, whatever. So he sent the photos off or whatever that very same day, he's, they're very like resigned and quite somber. The fact they've they've accepted the fact that their daughter is dead, mm-hmm. and this was this will come into their religion as well. But they gave an interview to a local news crew, and um, Michael spoke, gave more details about the crime scene. He said there was a blanket that had um, marks that were. Made by a powerful beast, Whoa. a beast with t- with powerful jaws, and um and then they kind of cut back to Lindy, and Lindy looks very cold and weird in the background, and she's got the black penis tip, penis tip, she's got the penis, penis tip head, 
Um, and we, we sort of since find out later that that whole segment of footage was like cut. Oh, they cut. Do they edit? This is, they're so fucked. News and everybody, they edit the fuck out of it. Even, even you motherfuckers are editing the fuck out of your Instagram shit. Mm -hmm. You know, you edit it to look good. Yeah, so they, to, they to prove your point. They cut back to Lindy like looking distant in this part that where he's talking about the powerful jaws and like it's all kind of weird. But it came across super fucking weird. Yeah, and everyone's like, "Oh, that's fucked." Yeah. So it's like a couple of day after or a couple of days after, and they're like, "Well, there's nothing we can do. We'll um, we'll go back to Queensland." And they're they're from Mount Isa in Queensland. Just okay. like a small Billy just town. dropped her pencil. I did. If the audio went weird, because she dropped her pencil and then she leaned off the entire I table did to like try and find matrix her matrix kind of to try and find her pencil. Picked up the pencil. I need my. Why pencil. do you need a pencil for this? Because I like to point at the paper. But you're not I actually like... writing anything or making. Sometimes I write things, Rob. All right. Anyway, she's got the pencil, everybody. So she's she's weird. Chavova, it's edited out of context. They've gone back to Mount Isa, right? Okay. So a week later, so there's a, up until that point, the baby hasn't been found. Baby's disappeared. Yeah. They're claiming a dingo took it. People are going, oh, I don't know if a dingo would have taken it, blah, blah, blah. A week later, like six days later, um, tourists were walking around Ayersbrook, Uluru, and they find a, a little baby's white, blood-stained little jumpsuit onesie thing mm -hmm. undershirt and booties and they find them kind of at the base of the rock which hid a dingo lair with puppies in it oh how how uh, convenient right yeah. well that's where they live but you know because everybody knew about the case they were very aware of that there's, there's like a missing baby or a baby yeah. being taken by a dingo so they immediately call the cops and the cops come and find it and basically, um, take uh, take photos of it. It immediately kind of came out that it was, it was kind of like the clothes looked kind of too neat, or like they weren't kind of ripped to shreds, or mm -hmm. they were pretty much intact. So they're back. They're trying to get on with their normal life. They find the jumpsuit. Here's where it fucking shit goes crazy, right? Yep. This was 1980. At this time, I was five years old. I can remember everybody talking about this right. from that age. Okay. Like, it, it just swept Australia, right? So, from the get-go, as I had said before, that people doubted the dingo story. And it was pretty amusing how many dingo experts, like, came out of the world. Oh, yeah. That's like when, when anything else. Oh, well, I know about that. Let me tell you about Well, here's the thing. Well, here's Actually, the thing. Dingoes dingo. don't eat babies. <laughs> yeah. It was 100% that. Everybody was like, oh, dingoes just wouldn't do that. They couldn't carry anything. They couldn't carry a 10-pound package, like, more right. than, like, three. Like, it was, like, all this fucking crazy shit. Stupid shit. So, there weren't... At that time, there weren't really any known dingo attacks on children. But, if you kind of investigate a little bit, in 1961, a dingo had actually eaten a baby. Yeah. So, there was... Why wouldn't they? That's my, that's my point. Exactly. The whole time. Of course they eat babies. At that stage, they were like a fucking tourist attraction. This yeah. is what they're saying. There, there were, and we'll go into this later too. But it's like there were dingoes everywhere. The, the tourists were feeding the dingo. Yeah, they're throwing like, them a bit of the fucking blah, blah, blah. shrimps on the Barbie. <laughs> Throwing, whack a couple shrimps. That's not cool, man. Whack a couple shrimps over to the dingoes. So what, they, and these, they were known that they, they were coming to the camps. They were stealing things yeah. and stuff. But basically, the the rangers right right about that time were like, yeah, I don't think it's a dingo. But they went and shot some local like because they knew that there was the fucking dingoes. But yeah. like, they're the, like, what are you gonna do in the middle of Australia, in the middle of a red yeah. desert? That's their shit is tourism. Exactly. So. Pretty much this is where it starts, like, coming into the, the court of public opinion, right? The very fucking dangerous, murky fucking waters where 
we kind of pretty much know that from the get-go, people just didn't fucking like him. Mm-hmm. And that is a huge... I mean, that happens here. That's a very Australian thing too, where yes. it's like people just get a fucking idea and they're like, oh, well, no, she's a bitch or she's guilty or this or that. Absolutely. So people didn't like them. They thought they were weird. And now we're just going to talk about a couple of couple of ways where they thought they were weird. So we mentioned before that they were Seventh-day Adventists. Right. Michael was actually a minister at this at this time. Yes. So he's like kind of extra weird. And do you want to do you want to just mention that Australia? You want to oh, yeah. talk about the difference between religion here and in Australia? Yeah, yeah. So I'm from the Midwest. I'm from you know uh, Illinois, and uh, religion is kind of normal over in the United States. But in Australia, it's not a very religious place it's at not. all. It's not. Um, I mean, there are... Like, Scientology has been, like, banned since the yeah. 60s, I think. Yeah, like so not... if you can imagine a, a place, an actual, you know, first world country that can ban religions, yeah. like Scientology, uh, religion is kind of not accepted over there, or as accepted, like, they even, like, when Billy and I were getting married... Um, even Billy's dad was like, well, that's very old-fashioned. Like, they don't even really get married and shit all the yeah. time. It's very... It's not like the United States it's at all. It's definitely so, not. Especially in the 80s, for these people to be practitioners of this strange, oh, weird, weird religion. religion that could be a cult. Like, people in Australia, they don't like that shit. They don't like that shit. They don't like anything weird. And like, They don't like weird if, shit, man. Even if you're, like, you know, the majority of Australians would maybe identify as, like, Christian, I guess... They don't go to church. Like, they don't even go to church. I mean, some people go to church for, like, on Christmas. But even that's a bit weird. Yeah. As my um, my grandfather on my mother's side would call religious people God-botherers. Right. Which that's I awesome. think is yeah. such a fucking great name. Yeah. It's like, he, he hasn't got time for you. You don't fucking bother God. Like, he's just doing his fucking own thing. It's like... No, but, like, my family is, like, generations of atheists. Like, yeah. it's just not the same. It's not like it is in it's the United not. States of America. So, for the general, everyday Australian, Seventh-day Adventist was weird. Like, it was, it's kind of, like, Mormon or, or weird, and it's the early 80s, so there was yeah. a lot of cult shit going on. Like, yeah. fucking Jonestown, anyone. Like, Guyana. Like, they seem very cultish. And she kind of looked weird. We've said this before. Yeah, she's got the penis top. She's very calm when her baby's dead. She's got black hair, like yeah. pitch black hair. It's yeah. very strange. So let's. We're just gonna tell you some facts about the Seventh Day Adventists' um, beliefs. So they don't drink or smoke, and they follow a strict vegetarian oh, diet. So that is a basically about. The ultimate way to be not Australian. Super un-Australian. Australians smoke. They drink from breakfast till mm-hmm. midnight. And we fucking love a snag. And they love a snag, which is a sausage, or they throw some prawns on the barbie. We or they, yeah. they eat meat and they drink. What a meat. All fucking day. So that's automatically es- weird. Especially at the time, someone who didn't drink, wouldn't share a beer with you. Yeah, you don't trust... Yeah. You can't trust I mean, them. people are, are even like that now, you know, which is unfortunate for my AA friends, but it's like somebody won't drink with you. It's like, you know, well, I don't really trust somebody well, that doesn't sus. drink. So they also have some kind of strange beliefs, which they mentioned with the Azaria thing, where they believe that the second coming... Of, of Christ yeah. is, is coming. It's very close. And that when a Seventh-day Adventist dies, they're not actually dead. They're just unconscious. They're just in this weird kind of stasis point until Jesus resurrects everyone once he's killed all the sinners. and like, blah, So blah, blah. maybe this is why they're not freaking out. Exactly. They're this not is, freaking this out. This is why they're totally calm. Because they're, they're like, well, our baby's in stasis. Mm-hmm. Jesus is going to probably be here tomorrow. And then we'll all be chilling in heaven. We're all, and, we're, and they don't actually believe in heaven and hell. Oh, okay. Well, whatever. We're all they be chilling in fucking... They believe that all the sinners are, are going to... There's no uh, eternity in heaven or hell or this or that. It's like, if you are a good Seventh-day Adventist, if you observe this religion, everyone, all the sinners, everyone will be fucking killed. And, and we, the good people, the chosen ones, will be resurrected on earth 
with every and all of our loved ones and all of everyone will oh, all be like and it's just like the family reunion for all the good people of all the good people so why would they fucking be worried that their daughter was exactly. dead so like everybody that's like well how come they're not freaking out it's exactly. like because they're not freaking out because their belief system is that everything's fucking totally chill and yeah that's uh that's kind of you know strange to me but at the same time that was their belief set yeah you know so the other thing is they don't they don't celebrate Christmas oh now, this is huge in fucking Australia. In, in, in Australia, Christmas is during summer, but it's, it's a big fucking deal. It's fucking, it's, it's not religious at all, but it is very important. Mm. It is very important to like, and that was something that I always like, I, um, growing up, I knew some Jehovah's Witnesses and they didn't celebrate Christmas and hundred percent everyone thought they were fucking weird because it's this thing of like it's the one time we never really thought about it as Jesus's birth no we just thought about it it's the one time of year where it's fucking awesome and everyone yeah. get you know like it's, it's uh, summer you're getting presents and you're eating snags yeah. and you're swimming with your cousins and everything's fucking rad yeah so for people who deny themselves that that was fucking super weird and the the church's official stance on it is that they they don't really, um, they're not really against it, but they don't celebrate it. But they're like, if you guys want to get a tree and do the whole thing, like do it. But like, we, we just kind of like, it's not really what we're about. It's not but, really our bag. But they're not like forbidden to do it, you know. But they just don't. It's fucking weird. So the other thing about them is their Sabbath is on Saturday, not on Sunday. Wait a minute. Oh, what? What? What a couple of bunch of freaks. So that was weird too, because at least if if regular Aussies could be like, oh, well, you know, yeah, Sunday's for the churchies and like the pub closes early and stuff. Yeah, for the God botherers. Which, by the way, is kind of amazing because church, uh, pubs did used to close on Sunday in uh, Australia. That's fucked up. But in the... 40s or 50s or probably through to the 60s they would have ways of get around that oh there's always been where a they'd be like it would be a lock-in at the pub and you'd go knock on the door and you could come and drink on a sunday even though it was super bad like you know i would be that guy oh 100 lock me in so the other thing about seventh day Adventists is they're often quite wealthy it was a wealthy mm. kind of religion now that is a fucking sin in fucking for regular Aussies, oh, right? Oh man! So they often thought that the the Seventh Day Adventists churches were fucking up themselves. And I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to break this down yeah. for citizens of the United States of America because they will not understand this they concept at all. But having been married to Billy and this kind of Australian American thing that I've done is in Australia, the worst fucking insult is that you think you're good. You think you're good, you don't think you? You're good. Like the worst thing is to think highly oh, of yourself. Oh, Sharon's alright, but she thinks she's fucking good. She thinks she's good, right? So when when Billy's wearing like a nice sweater, for instance, somebody will come up and say, "Oh, Billy, I love that. It's a beautiful sweater. Oh my, wow, it's a beautiful sweater." And knee-jerk gut reaction, Billy goes, "Well, it was only ten dollars, and I got it on sale, and it's not actually cashmere. It's a fake. It's just artificial yeah. material." Blah, blah, blah. Like. I'm I, like I, I, I got it from the op shop I've for ten it. for for three dollars. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I got a bargain. Like the op shop is a thrift store, and I'm like Billy, you're fucking in America now. It's okay to make people think you have money. It's okay to make people think that you're good and you're better than you know whatever. And they, that's kind of the American way is to have money and be good and be successful. So we like front. Even to the fact of faking that we are. Yeah. But in Australia, that's like the cardinal sin. Oh, you think you're so fucking she's good. She's so stuck up. Ah, uh, she's she. Oh, look! Did you see that dress she wore? She must have spent how much on she, it? You've, and, you got tickets on yourself. You that's got tickets one. on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, it, it's, it's it's a cultural difference. So that was. But over there, one. being a wealthy person uh, with a weird religion. People are not going to like you. And if you're not really, you know, like, uh, maybe you're a little, like, colder to your neighbors who, you know. So, if you're, if you're, all of these things, basically all of these things stacked up against them. They add up. And, and then they, the general yeah. Australians yeah. do not like that shit. So, all right. From all this stuff, from all this kind of stuff where they're like, oh, they, they're in a cult and they're like this and that. And, like, there was kind of 
Jonestown, as we mentioned before, um, Jim Jones's terrible, like, fucking massacre in Guyana had only happened a couple of years ago in, like, 1978. So there was... People were kind of, like, freaked out about, like, religions and cults and... Because everybody's inherently scared of the unknown. Yes. People are scared of what they and don't also, know. And also, I have to say, there's always Australians in cults. There was oh, Australians in... Every fucking, fucking one. There was Australians in Jonestown. There was Australians in Waco. There were Australians in Heaven's Gate, I think. Like, they fucking love it. There was Australia. There was a, I saw this one Australian girl in an ayahuasca ceremony in the Bay Area <laughs> who couldn't get fucked up, and so somebody had to blow a bunch of snuff up her nose. Fucking typical Australian. Typical Australian <clears throat> hadn't done it. So okay, from the from the seed of this fucking, they're already weird. She's not upset. She looks like a fucking harsh ratchet faced bitch with a penis hit. With a penis hit. So all these rumors started to surface at this point. So this is where the shit gets fucking crazy. As if it wasn't fucked up enough As already. if it wasn't fucked it get, up enough. Listen, everybody, it gets fucking worse. So we had mentioned that the baby's name was Azaria. And admittedly, that was a very unusual name for the time. It's like 1980, you know, 1979 when she was born, maybe. No, no, 1980. Um... And somewhere, some journalist, somebody had looked up that Azaria actually translated from the Hebrew means sacrifice in the wilderness. And this was fucking splashed out yes. to the world. And, and, and like, let's be clear, there's no internet in 1980. No. So you can't fact check this shit. No. Like, this is the way shit used to go. For all you millennials out there, like, people used to say something, and then that was the truth. And if it, especially if it was printed in the newspaper. Oh, or anything like oh that. That God. was the truth. Oh, my God. So they're like, oh, Azaria means sacrificed in the wilderness. Sacrificed in the wilderness. And every, everybody fucking believed this. Now, you know... I think they actually investigated and found that in Hebrew, Azaria actually means blessed of God. Probably why they named her that. Probably why they named her that. Whereas the name Azulia. 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 Um, which is also from the Hebrew, does mean sacrifice in the wilderness. So but, it was uh, a bit of well, a... Well, but you know what? Azaria and Azulia that's what I'm are saying. very different. They're very different, but they're kind of the same. And, you know, they ran with it. This is the 80s. But this is what it came out. Now, the other thing that was kind of weird is that Lindy dressed her children in black. Yes. And, okay, at the time, that was pretty fucking weird. And I actually can attest to this. When I was born, my mum did dress me in black a little bit and um, would get fucking just harangued by... The hospital and the nurses and like they thought it was so fucking weird. But what if she was trying to make you look thin? <laughs> That's what black I does. I was a beautiful, thin, gorgeous baby. Yeah, I know, but it made you look thinner. But she, my mom just thought it was cool because she was. Well, a cool your mom's mom. punk rock, and your mom, mom was super cool. Your mom's a gnarly punk rock mom. But okay, so they did dress her in black, and this kind of came. And out. I will say, I've seen the outfit. It looks fucking satanic as fuck. And this is it's what like I, if I was like going to make a Satan say. baby, like you put that outfit on that motherfucker. So that shit looks like photos of of the outfit in question came out, and we're gonna post. We'll post this post on, it on our, our Instagram IG or something, or yeah. like something like that. But it fucking looks so fucking scary. Okay, it looks so, so satanic and scary. But I will say this. Like, there should be, there should not exist an outfit that you could put on a baby that would prove that you murdered it. No. A hundred percent. That's bullshit. hundred percent. But okay, at this point, okay, get it that people are thinking Azaria means sacrifice in the wilderness. She's in some weird cult. Satan. I'm using parentheses. Yep. She's got the Satan outfit She's on her baby. She's got the Satan baby. And as I said, it was like a little black lace dress with, with red, boobies red and silk. red ribbons yeah, and it was, shit. It's it looks satanic. fucked up. Anyway, um, so she's got the fucking super satanic dress. So the rumors basically started coming out that Lindy had killed the baby, that it was sacrificed in some kind of terrible satanic blood offering. There's weird kind of shit about that I 
and I, I like I'm kind of I don't know if this is a hundred percent true, but I think maybe the the date that it happened was on a Saturday, which was their sacrifice, you know, their their day of worship, Sabbath day, blah 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 blah. But basically, that was the story: is that they were like fucked up cult people, and they killed this fucking little baby. And in it the wasn't desert. a dingo; they did it themselves did it because they're weird seven day Adventists yeah. that worship Satan that yeah. murdered their own fucking baby. Yes. So we're gonna kind of finish up here because I I want you guys to sit with this for a while because this is what it was like growing up at that time. Okay. When this happened, I was, you know, five years old. This case continued for another eight years. Um, so I kind of grew up with the specter of Hazaria and the fact that the case was unsolved. The baby was missing. There's all this kind of stuff. And I'm talking when I was five and stuff, like we were all talking about baby Azaria, like on the playground, like it was a thing. Like we kind of, we knew it. We knew that there was all these crazy rumors and we were probably overhearing the adults because here's the thing. Most people fucking thought she fucking did it. Yeah. Most people were like, oh, oh she, killed, she, oh, she fucking murdered did that it. fucking baby. Look at her. She wasn't even upset. She's like, got a penis top. She's making Satan clothes. There's no way a dingo would eat a fucking delicious baby. This is she, bullshit. She did it. She just fucking looked guilty and mm. people fucking hated her from the get-go. So the, this is the last thing I'm going to say for today's episode. In about uh, 1983, I was uh, eight years old. We moved to a tiny country town in Australia, one of the many tiny country towns that I had lived in. And we lived in this, this place called Bull Creek. And across the street from us, there were no other houses in our area, but across the street from us, there was a church with like weird tennis courts from the 20s or something. And I would go there and I would I would kind of play, but I was an only child and I would play by myself in the these weird ancient tennis courts out the front of this church in this town where there were no other houses. Very, very strange place. It's romantically sad. Romantically sad. Anyway, I would have been about, you know, between eight and ten. And I was, there was this pile of kind of sand there and I was like fucking around digging and playing in the sand pit or whatever. And I dug up a, a baby uh, rattle. Is that what you call them here? Yeah, we call a them rattle. rattle, yeah. I dug up this little baby rattle. And me, I'm like fucking... How, I can't even tell you how many miles. I'm a long way from where... Ayers Rock. From where Azaria <laughs> disappeared. But I was pretty much convinced... You'd crack the fucking that case I had, I had found... And I kept digging because I was trying to fucking find the baby corpse in there. That's horrible. But that's the thing. It obsessed Australia. It obsessed everybody, yeah. And I think I went and showed Duncan, my, my wonderful stepdad, I think I went and showed him the rattle and he's like, yeah, no, I don't think that's anything. <laughs> I don't think you cracked it wide open, no. kid, but good find. So, okay, this is the end of part, part one. one. Join us next week and then we're going to get to when this shit actually gets even crazier. Yeah, just just sit with this stuff. This is where we sat for a long time in Australia. Fucking, there's satanic shit. There's all this kind of fucking crazy shit going on. Next week, it's going to get fucking bonkers. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Yeah, what's up?